This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him as we broadcast you on location, not in Tampa Bay today, but in Jacksonville. But we're going out all over Tampa Bay all over the First Coast and all over the Hampton Roads area of Virginia on the airwaves, but also streaming across the globe on our website, iWorkForHim.com. That's iWork, the number four, Him.com. We want to thank you for tuning in. We've got a great show today. I can't wait to introduce you to our guest. But first, Martha, let's talk to people about what you've got your finger up at me about. Yes, I just want to make sure that people know about our contest that's happening right now, Jim. So we um, yesterday highlighted the Pocket Testament League And um, if you didn't get a chance to hear that, I would encourage you to go back and listen to it on our podcast. Go ahead and subscribe on your favorite um, podcast platform and then listen to yesterday's show where we shared all about the Pocket Testament League. But this month, we are in a contest partnered with the Pocket Testament League to give away 250 customized Pocket Testaments um, at a value of over $400 and all the our listeners have to do go subscribe to the podcast and then go to Facebook or Instagram and share that you became a subscriber and then um, hashtag Pocket Testament League and hashtag I work for him subscriber. That will enter you into the contest and you could possibly win 250 customizable um, testaments, Gospels of John. And when we say that, customized. Well, it just means that they can take the, um, the, whatever is important to them, whatever message, um, or ministry or, um, focus that anyone might have and be able to make a, a cover for the Gospel of John that really better communicates what they're trying to communicate or the people that they're rubbing shoulders with. So I was just thinking about my my dad. He turns wood. And so maybe for him, a cover would be, you know, something that has to do with... The cover would be? The cover would be. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, something in there that he's giving it out to his friends that also turn wood. It might appeal to them and it might get them to open and crack open the Gospel of John and read it for themselves. So those hashtags again. After they, after they after they subscribe to the podcast, Pocket Testament League and hashtag I work for him subscriber. You know, for decades, families have put their really for a very long time. Families have put their boys into a certain scouting organization in order for them to learn practical things and learn how to be a man. They learned about honor and integrity and citizenship. Many of our presidents were in scouting. However, things took a turn when some activists really struck at the heart of that boy organization that scouting organization and they started tearing it down and destroying it at its core making it really not a safe place for young boys and young men to really raise up to be godly men and to be men that god intended them to be in the midst of this battle a voice came calling in the wilderness to answer the cry for an alternative to this scouting organization where jesus would be centric and god would be honored trail life usa was born It is true that our boys and young men need other men in their lives to speak into them truth and honor. Trail Life USA is providing that platform and curriculum. Today we have Mark Hancock from Trail Life USA joining us to tell us the story of how they are preparing boys and young men to be able to say, I work for him when they start working. Mark Hancock, welcome to I Work For Him. 
Thank you, Jim and Martha. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Mark, we always do this with every first-time guest. We want to, we want the show to always be focused on Jesus and who he is and who he's been and how he got involved in your life. Because all of us have different stories of how Christ impacted us when he was chasing us down on the roads of life. How did you come to be a follower of Jesus? Well, chasing us down is a, is a good description of how I ended up uh, serving him. You know, I started, uh, I was actually raised in the church, but I got away from uh, that when I was in college, as so many young men do. And But after college, I was dealing with some situations in my life, and this, those questions and those uh, came up, and some of those memories of what I had dealt with as a young boy uh, began to come up. And I, and I really, truly, for the first time, committed my life to him. And it was a, it was a drastic, it was one of those drastic types of, uh, of um, revivals in a person's life. I was running an advertising agency. I had offices in Florida and in Atlanta, Georgia, and I was traveling a lot and living, kind of living the, the fast life as a young man who, who found success very quickly. And, uh, but very quickly, I, I, I knew I needed to get my life on track and, and serve the Lord. And so I moved into ministry and eventually ran a homeless ministry and Went back to school and got a couple of degrees in mental health counseling and marriage and family therapy, served in churches and youth pastor and college pastor. And uh, just since then, uh, you know, his, his, his power has really enlightened and enlivened my life and, and given, it, uh, given it purpose. So I'm, I'm thankful that, uh, that I found him and that he first found me. You know, so then, Mark, you know, a lot of you, you mentioned a lot of things. Okay, you, you you got involved in ministry, yet what you probably have realized since then is that ministry can happen in so many different places, so many different workplaces. I mean, really, no matter what the workplace is, ministry is happening there. Isn't that true? It really is. And for the longest time, like I said, when I was running the advertising agency, that became a ministry once I met once I met Christ. And no matter what it is that we're doing, I mean, it, it, it's our calling. He puts us in these these places where we can represent him as an ambassador. You know, he fully indwells and satisfies us, and he sends us to places, all sorts of places that don't need to be called a church or a ministry or even a nonprofit. He sends us into all the world, whatever that looks like, um, to, to, to preach the gospel. And most recently, Mark, God has led you to um, this organization called Trail Life. Tell us about that. Well, Trail Life USA is a Christ-centered, boy-focused character, leadership, and adventure organization for boys. We have about 800 troops. We have uh, about 28,000 members in, in all 50 states, and our troops are chartered through churches and uh, that, that agree with our statement of faith and with our statement of values. And so we, we're about five years old, grown very rapidly. Our, our beginnings are in what you referred to earlier, Jim, is that the Boy Scouts seemed to choose a course that was uh, kind of abandoning their traditional, their traditional values and about 300 volunteers across the country began talking about the idea of Trail Life USA, and 50 of us gathered in Louisville, Kentucky, in June of 2013, and kind of pounded out the founding tenets of what an alternative Christ-centered, Christ-focused organization would look would look like. And 68 days later, we launched with an inaugural convention in Nashville, Tennessee. We had 1,200 men come from 44 states to that event. And then uh, three months later, we formally launched with 10,000 members on our first day. And it's just grown since then. That's staggering. But, Mark, how did you become the CEO? What was it about this organization you said, hi, I would like to lead that. I want to be, I mean, you've been involved in a lot of different things. How did the Lord say to you, Mark Hancock, I want you to be running this thing? 
Oh my gosh! Well, what a what a lesson and what a walk has that has been. I mean, I would not have chosen me based on my resume to be doing what it is <laughs> I'm doing, and it's just one of those one of those things. Like I got involved in the organization. I was I was invited to that meeting in Louisville, probably the least likely person to to have uh, been invited to that because I didn't have a scouting background. My my sons were in Boy Scouts, and and because I was a homeschooling dad, we didn't we don't drop our boys in anything. So I attended those right. But probably the beginning is when I said to a leader in one of those meetings back when we were in Boy Scouts, when they asked me to be in leadership, and I said one of those things that you shouldn't say, I said, no, I don't really want to be in leadership in a boys' <laughs> organization. So fast forward five years, and, and uh, I, I'm, I'm CEO. I was on the board that put together, or the steering committee that put together that convention, because I had experience literally all over the world putting together uh, campaigns. Uh, I was a guy in the room who kind of knew how to do a convention, and that just led to me getting more and more involved in the logistics, and I, I began on day one as a COO, and the board was looking for a CEO, and then a few months later, the board said, Mark, we really think that uh, that you're supposed to be the CEO, and since then, it's been a walk with him, just hugging him tighter every day, since, uh, since I recognize that I'm probably, like I said, one of the least qualified people to do this in terms of my resume, but I think that he has honored that. And I think that because I hug him really tight and I know that, um, that, that he, he has certainly uh, been able to use everything that he can squeeze out of me uh, in order to help build this organization, along with the, uh, now 8,000 volunteers across the country. Isn't that often the case, though, Mark, that, you know, God, you know, he often brings people in that aren't necessarily all equipped to do the job that he needs them to do, but he just wants willing people, and then he, he equips them. I mean, it's not, God doesn't usually always find the most, the, the totally equipped person. He finds the person and totally equips them. Like well, you know, case. yeah, and that's a great teaching, and, 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 and we lift that up, and we talk about folks like David and Gideon and Moses and all these right. guys who are called to do these things that they really weren't prepared to do, and that's easy as a Bible study lesson, but then when it's you in the middle of it, <laughs> it really does lead you to say, well, God, what were you thinking? But I got to tell you, we are sur- I'm, I'm surrounded by the most prepared and qualified and excellent uh, staff and, and volunteers, like I said, all over the country. The Ministry of Trail Life USA. He's the CEO. He's telling us the story of, he's told us in the first segment, the story of where Trail Life came from. Now I want to talk about how is Trail Life preparing your sons and your young men in your family to really, so that they can eventually, when they get out there and get into a job one day, they can just say, I work for him and do it with boldness. Mark Hancock, talk about, you know, what what does this compare trail life to these scouting programs of, of old? What are some of the similarities? What are some of the things that you are making sure that these boys and young men are walking away with? Well, some of the similarities are, are obvious. We have troops and we do, we use the outdoors. So we're, we're, so we're camping and whitewater rafting and, and uh, you know, uh, repelling and, and doing all those things that you do in outdoor adventures. So, we use outdoor adventure uh, a lot. We have advancements. We have uh, a robust awards program, handbooks and uniforms. So from that standpoint, when you look at it, you take a shallow look, it looks kind of like Boy Scouts. But at our core, we are not an outdoor ministry that's having a Christian experience. At our core, we are a ministry that uses the outdoors to draw uh, boys and men closer to God. And so we're, we're first to ministry and then secondary the other stuff. And then, then the two things that, that separate us, which are huge from Boy Scouts, is one, we are Christ-centered. We're unapologetically Christian. We have a Christian statement of faith. All of our adults 
sign and agree to live by that Christian uh, statement of faith and by the statement of values that talks about things like what the definition of marriage is and talks about purity and integrity and stewardship and, and those things that as, as, as Christians we, ho- we hold, hold dear and they're biblically sound. And then the second thing is that we're boy-focused. We, are, we, we think that boys need a, a program that is developed, that is directed, that is designed for boys. And as you know, recently, uh, Boy Scouts has opened up to girls, which is great for girls. We think girls are wonderful, but we think that boys and girls need a program that's designed specifically for them. Because we hold to that kind of politically incorrect statement right now that says that boys and girls are different. We just think that they are. And we think that any engaged parent or good teachers recognize that boys and girls, they learn different, they're designed different. We just released a book called Let Boys Be Boys, and it talks about the psychological, the physical differences, uh, the sociological differences, how boys and girls are just different. So in those two main ways, we're different. We are Christ-centered, and we are boy-focused. Otherwise, it sort of looks like, like Boy Scouts, and that's, that's a really easy way to describe what it is that we do, except that... We integrate Christ throughout the entire program. Every badge, every advancement, every activity is honoring God. You know, and one of the things that um, is really neat about what you just said is that you truly know what it is that you guys are called to do. And for our listeners who say, okay, but what about the girls? You do know that there is an organization that is um, made just for the girls. Can you just tell our listeners about it so that they can be aware that there is also um, a girl-focused organization? I would love to. There's an organization called American Heritage Girls that predates us by about 25 years. They've been mm. they've been around for 25 years doing what it is that we're doing for boys. Excellent. Sorry, truck driving past you. <laughs> American, <laughs> American Heritage Girls, and I believe it's AmericanHeritageGirls.org, is an incredible organization, and they are designed for girls. And we recognize that they are going to do a better job of ministering girls than we are, and they recognize that we are going to do a better job of ministering boys. Now, a lot of churches will charter both organizations, and they'll make it a single-night event. So the American Heritage Girls uh, and the Trail Life Boys will meet together, at the beginning of the meeting, they'll do the Pledge of Allegiance, they'll do their oaths, they'll do their announcements, and then they'll separate, they'll separate because they are separate programs. But in that way, in fact, I just talked to a, a pastor from Georgia who said that uh, he has replaced his Wednesday night midweek program with American Heritage Girls and Trail Life USA. So everybody comes. Wow. If you don't have kids in the program, you are there and you are supporting the kids in that program. You're working as a volunteer, as a leader in that organization. And so he has designed his whole midweek service around around these two organizations. He's finding great success with it. Because kids that you invite to Sunday school, you can invite them every day, um, and they may or may not come. But if you invite them to go camping or hiking or rappelling or whitewater rafting or something like that, then you've got that boy's interest. And sure. uh, the, So the unchurched boy joins the troop, and then the unchurched family joins the church. And that's just, that's just good news all around. And we're talking today with Mark Hancock from TrailLifeUSA.com, TrailLifeUSA.com. If you're looking for an alternative to scouting and you want one that is completely focused on Christ, yet will build into your young boy, into your young man, character qualities, as well as the ability to focus, function in the outdoors with some skills, you know, just as the scouting programs of past used to do, this is a program for you, the Jesus follower who wants your young man, your young boy to be discipled in a way that is structured and will build up character traits every week 
with intentionality. Check them out online, traillifeusa.com, traillifeusa.com. And as Mark just said, if you're looking for something for your young ladies, for your young girls, you can also look up American Heritage Girls online. That's an alternative. And one day we'll highlight them as well. Mark, I, I want to bring have this question asked right away, even though I, I told you a little bit later in the show, I, I, this is the show is I work for him. It's all about the connection of our faith and our work. Why? You know, but I, I wanted people to know, number one, about the organization. But you guys are preparing young boys and young men for their work lives every day, aren't you? With what you guys Ab- teach. Absolutely. We have to remember that boy, boys are under a lot, a lot of pressure right now. They're falling behind in every academic category. Every single category, every single measurement, fewer of them are going to college, fewer of them are, are graduating the master's and doctorate degrees than, than girls. We think it's great that girls are excelling, but boys are not getting the attention that they need to develop as winning focused men who are going to serve our society, who are going to hold down good jobs and, and, and serve their families. So we think that the principles that we have and the values that we uphold in Trail Life by recognizing that boys are different and boys need uh, special special attention, those sorts of values that are weaved throughout all of Trail Life are growing godly men. And we we need that in our future. As As a society, we need godly, responsible, respectful men, and that's what we're building in Trail Life. And maybe you're you're training up right now as part of your twenty eight thousand uh, people involved in trailer. Maybe you're training up the next president of the United States. You just never know. Well, I I, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, these the, these are boys who are who are focused, who understand the value of uh, of working together. We as quickly as possible we move in, into what we call a patrol method. So these boys have the opportunity to lead. And and where else in society do you get a chance to lead a group of your peers? or to stand before a group of your peers and, and, and uh, share a message or even just share the announcements or, talk, or, or make, make plans. And in Trail of USA, we're, we're developing um, uh, boys who understand how to lead, and, and we're giving them a, uh, you know, a platform for them to, to try out that leadership and to grow that. That's going to serve them their whole lives. So I'm just curious, what is the ages that Trail Life USA um, applies to and, and can work with? We start at kindergarten, and uh, from kindergarten to fifth grade, is called the Woodlands Trail Program. Now, you don't leave at that point and move to another program. You just move into a different unit called the Navigators Program, and that's sixth through eighth grade. And then the high school age is the Adventurers, and that's ninth through twelfth grade. And the developing program we have is for college kids so that when trailmen uh, graduate from high school and move on to the university, they can meet up with other trailmen on their campus, and that's called the Guide-On Program. So our core program is kindergarten through twelfth grade, and our development program is Guide On, which which continues on the college campuses. That's cool. Now that's something that hasn't been done before in scouting. I mean, you're you're talking about uh, developing young men as they go off to college, which is one of the places that they're going to struggle the most in just developing their their Christ following character. Where it first comes, I mean, that's the first place that really comes under fire on those college campuses. Well, when we track young men, we know what happens when they hit college. All of a sudden, they're out of their community. They've lost their community. They've lost their connection to the church, and they're away from the family. And if they don't, within that first 72 hours, make the correct connections on who their friends are going to be, uh, then, then it's, it's, going to, it's going to radically affect their lives. So, so we, we have a vision for those, that young man showing up on campus and saying, okay, where's my tribe? <laughs> Where are my people? Where are the trail life trailmen? 
who live the way I do, have the same experiences that I do, uh, believe the way that I do. I want to connect connect with them because I've been with those guys all my life, and I know that they're a good group of guys. Hmm. And what, I, I love that, that you're doing that. Hey, we're talking today with Mark Hancock from TrailLifeUSA.com, TrailLifeUSA.com. He's a CEO. He's a guy in charge. But how many volunteers do you have working underneath you across the country? We have 8,000 volunteers across the country. Those, <laughs> wow. those, those are folks who are either working on a regional level. We have the, the countries broken up into, into eight regions, or they're working on an area level, which is there's hundreds of areas, or they're working on a troop level, serving as a troop master or, or treasurer or, or, or a leader in that troop. 8,000 volunteers. And how many paid staff do you have? We have uh, 20 on staff right now. And our, <laughs> our, our home office is in Greenville, South Carolina. We're, we're volunteer-driven, so yeah. our intention and our, and our growth plan is to stay small. And we have the benefit of looking at Boy Scouts and saying, where did they go wrong? And, uh, and we don't think that they, that, that they believed right. enough in their volunteers. So we believe in our volunteers, and, and so they, they, they carry a lot of the program and the, the staff is there to assist them. TrailLifeUSA.com. TrailLifeUSA.com is where you can find them. This is a scouting alternative that's got Christ at the center. It is a phenomenal opportunity for your young boys and young men to get involved and learn integrity, learn honor, learn to live their faith out in all that they do and to see God in all things, especially outdoors. Mark Hancock, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thanks, Jim. All right. So as Martha and I really want to know, you know, one of the things we're, we're driving people and trying to drive the conversation to helping people understand why Trail Life USA was necessary. And as you mentioned, American Heritage Girls for the, for the young ladies in our lives. Talk to us about what, what is it that you're offering? What is Trail Life USA all about? Well, there's a number of things that made it necessary. One is when the Boy Scouts started to kind of take a different direction, we recognized that churches that chartered Boy Scout troops uh, we're going to be challenged because when you're chartering a Boy Scout troop, you're actually in con- you have a contract with them, and because of the the direction that they were taking, it was it actually brings a challenge to a 501c3 standing of a church because Boy Scouts may hold different principles in the definition of marriage or sexuality, human sexuality, and those kinds of things may hold different definitions than you do as a, as a church. And it's dangerous for churches today to to align with organizations that don't share their values because it kind of creates a chink in their armor for somebody who wants to challenge their stand. So so we knew that churches were going to need someone who stood with them, some somebody that was wanted to be a partner of theirs and build that church. And we consider ourselves an outreach of that local church. We're just not a place where the troop meets. We are an outreach of a local church. We have a chartered organizational rep who represents the troop to the church and the church to the troop. The institutional head of that church, typically a senior pastor, has has signed off on it, knows what it is that we're doing there, understands our vision. We have a we have a uh, one-on-one conversation with him to make sure he understands, you know, what it is that we're after, and that's really to build that local church. So it, we thought it was necessary for the church to have uh, a very much aligned and willing partner in ministry to young people. So that was one of the reasons that we formed, but we found that you really since then that God was really after this thing. This was in his heart for a long time. And as much as Boy Scouts filled that position for 103 years, of, you know, giving us presidents and senators and, and leaders and generals and community uh, leaders and organizers, uh, they were really kind of abandoning that space. And then the, the latest decision to allow girls just felt to us like, they were abandoning boys, too. But we didn't know all that was coming. So we're thrilled that God has kind of put us in position uh, 
to to minister to those boys who no longer have an organization that's focused on specifically on their on their development. So that's kind of the why behind it. It's really bigger than we knew that it was in terms of uh, the the role we are going to going to serve. And I think that's why we're seeing such dynamic growth. So, Mark, let's talk about the organization because you guys started off, as you said, with ten on your first time. First, when you first launched, you had ten thousand people get involved when you first launched six years ago. You've now grown an organization with twenty-eight thousand boys and young men involved, and you got eight thousand volunteers all being run by just twenty <laughs> full-time paid or twenty paid staff. You didn't say they were all full-time, but twenty paid staff. How? How in the world do you get all that accomplished with 20 paid staff? And I mean, how does 20 people help influence 8,000 volunteers? Well, that's another question that wakes me up every, every night. How, God, how in the world are you doing this? But he is. And another part of that story, on day one, when we launched with 10,000 members, the day before that, we only had two people on staff, and, and, and one of them wasn't me. We worked with volunteers across the country that developed that. And our first day, on, uh, we opened with staff. We had seven people in five states working from the dining room tables, and that's the way that we launched. And, uh, of course, since then, we now have a 127-acre f- uh, facility in Greenville, South Carolina, with our administrative complex and, and all kinds of buildings and opportunities there. Um, but we just, have a, we just have an amazing staff. And, and our philosophy is that we are volunteer-driven. We believe in people uh, who, who are passionate about, about, about our cause, who understand that boys need attention, that boys are different than girls, that boys need a rough-and-tumble environment to be, to be a boy. And also, best-kept secrets are also a men's ministry, because those men go camping with their sons. Yeah. And when the sons get in their tents at night, the men stay around the fire, and they talk about things like, I saw the way that you talked to your son, or I saw the way that you disciplined him, or I saw the way that, that, that your son ran up and, and gave you a hug. How do you, how did you foster that relationship with your son and make it happen? So we're ministering to men, which is, you know, they, they end up coming in saying, wait, this was about me, and I always thought it was about my son. <laughs> but that's, that's kind of one of the best-kept secrets. So we have people who are passionate about our cause, who understand what it is that, that, that we're doing. So we just have the best people on staff, but we also really count on our volunteers and in fact, this month we're doing a vote of our 800 troops. They're voting on our membership standards. You know that, that when we looked at Boy Scouts, one of the mistakes they made is they were so centralized that a few guys at the top were making these huge changes in the program, even though the, the troops were objecting to them. So a lot of that authority lives out in the troop, and so our 800 troops are voting this month on a, on our membership standards, which is I mean who to who, who does that? Only people who trust in God that, 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 the, that, the, that, the, that the true wine is, is, is in the bundle, that, this, that, that it isn't just a one-man thing. It isn't just a one-man vision. But the more you spread it out and count on people who are passionate about the cause, the more you're going to get uh, the, the, best, the, best, the best thing. And that's what, mm. that's what we're witnessing, is that, that the right. best ideas come from the field, yeah. and, uh, and, and they're teaching us a lot. So, Mark Hancock, you are the CEO of Trail Life USA, and we want our listeners to know that they can learn way more about this, if this intrigues them at all, um, to look on your website, traillifeusa.com, and there they can even, I'm assuming on your website, they can check if see if there is a group already lo- located near them. Is that true? Yeah, so they go to traillifeusa.com, it's two L's in the middle, traillifeusa.com, sure. they'll see a tab, I think it says, get connected and you drop down from there then you can go to find a troop and that'll give you an interactive map of the united states you can put in your 
zip code and the uh, distance that you're willing to search, and it'll pop up uh, where the troops are located. And then you can click on one of those tabs to connect with that troop to find out how you can be a part. And Excellent. also on that site, uh, on that same place, is a, is a tab to start a troop. So if there's not a tab in your area or a troop in your area, then you click on that tab and it, it tells you how to get a, a troop up and, go, up and running at your church. And you said that there's currently about 800 troops that are in existence. How in the world are you training and equipping all of the volunteers that are, are making all this happen? Well, again, it's levels of troop support. So we have the country broken down into these eight regions. And so we work through those volunteer regional team leaders. There's eight of them, and they're volunteers. And through that, there's trainings going on all over the country. You know, we work together with them, with volunteer committees, and developing the training materials. And then we push them out to the field. And these folks in these regions and in these areas, they conduct conduct the training. Now, once a year, we usually go to them, and we'll do a campaign. We'll maybe do seven or eight cities where we'll go out as a home office and meet people out in the field and do and run part of that, that training. But the training is pretty much done by the volunteers. We just show up to kind of shake hands and share the vision and to cast the vision and to represent the home office. But the volunteers are doing that training. And uh, this summer we have a, a national event, which is rare. Every five years we'll do an event like this where the national office is running an event. We have a summer adventure and uh, family convention in North Georgia. And we'll have uh, Dennis Rainey from Family Talk will be there, Brad Stein, God's Comic, Todd Starnes from Fox News, um, Dennis Huerta from Focus on the Family, Caleb Lee, who was, who was on The Voice last year. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to have a great time. We're going to have uh, families from all over the country coming to attend there. And we'll do training there. We'll have workshops all day. Let's just say that there's some people listening today that want to volunteer to be a troop leader. You're, I'm assuming that all of your troop leaders, all of your volunteers are men. Is that true? No, uh, above a certain age they are. We think that once boys enter that uh, fifth grade, sixth grade, then then we then we have uh, all men as direct contact leaders. But women can serve in any any level of organization, all the way up to the board of directors. But as far as the troop contact, because we are a male focused organization, because boys need to be mentored by men, because they're around wonderful, wonderful women most of their lives. Above a certain age level, the direct contact with that boy is required to be men, and that's right around the fifth, sixth, sixth grade level. And how do you filter, how do you screen your leaders, your troop leaders? How do you screen this? Well, that's a great question. We, um, Of course, we, we do criminal background checks on everybody. They complete about an hour and a half of child safety and youth protection training to understand how we want the boys to be, be treated and how to keep them safe. And they also receive a, a personal recommendation. That representative from that church is speaking uh, up for every single man who's joining as a leader, and every single woman, they're speaking for their personal character. And that's something that Boy Scouts didn't have. You, you can't just join and wander in. You have to have a person, you have to have a connection with that church. You don't necessarily have to go there, but that charter organization representative is going to approve your application. And that's a huge part of us providing uh, good qualified leadership. You know, and one thing that comes to mind for me, when you are so heavily volunteer-driven and you have volunteers even training at the regional level, they have to really believe in this program because they're putting so much time and effort into it. And I just, I, I, I just, I think that that speaks very loudly to how much they believe in it and want this to be in their area. And obviously that's why God's given it the ability to grow so quickly because they've seen such a need for it. These guys are amazing. They're working 40, 50 hours a week on a volunteer basis. 
to, to make sure that, that, that the boys are getting everything they need to, to grow into godly men. Do you, That's do you still need more volunteers, or you got all the ones you need? <laughs> oh my gosh, we always need more volunteers. Go to the go to the website. Go to find a troop in your area, volunteer at that troop, or you can also volunteer as an area leader, which means that that you would be working on an area team to organize events for multiple troops, or even on a regional level where you would cover a number of states working together on a, on a committee that oversees events and activities in, in a number of states. You know, you bring up a good a good point because I was thinking like this is all about, you know, our listeners are going to say, oh, my kids, my sons need to be in this. But really, we have a lot of listeners, Jim, that may be looking for an opportunity to volunteer in a position like this. So um, we're really speaking to all levels here. And if this is intriguing to you and you're saying, oh, this is what I've been looking for. I know that God can use me in this way. Go find out if there's a troop near you and get involved at whatever level um, God calls you to. That's you know, awesome. that's, that, that's a really good point, Martha. Our area and our regional volunteers are generally men who, who don't have a boy in the program, but they're interested in, in mentoring uh, you know, men. Maybe they're older, maybe the boys have moved on, but they're interested in looking back and pouring into other men's and boys' lives. Mm-hmm. We're talking today with Mark Hancock, CEO of TrailLifeUSA.com. This is a scouting alternative for boys and young men that you guys need to check out because it's not going to just teach them camping skills and life skills, but Christ-centered, all of that, as well as, well, you know, Mark, I'll let you tell people, what is Trail Life USA all about? What are their boys and young men going to learn? Well, Trail Life USA is Christ-centered, boy-focused character leadership and adventure organization for boys. And as I said earlier, the best-kept secret is that, that men love it, too, because they have an opportunity to, to fellowship and hang out with other men, to, to rub up against them, and, and, uh, and, and develop really deep uh, relationships. You know, a lot of people listening here go, but my kids have already been in Cub Scouts. They, they're, they're, they were in Weeblows before Cub Scouts, and now they're going into Boy Scouts. Uh, can, can they, how do they morph? How do they move over? Well, that's a great question, and we actually account for that. We have in our program the opportunity for boys who are in Boy Scouts to transfer some of their awards over into Trail Life. Now, it's not a direct one-to-one match because when we developed our, our curriculum and our program, we started from scratch. But when you have an outdoor organization, there's some things that are going to line up. There's, you know, camping is camping, whether you're in a Christian organization or a secular organization. So boys get boys moving over from Boy Scouts get appropriate credit. They, they actually have a transfer form. They put in all the badges they, they, they earned in Boy Scouts. And it spits out a thing that says, well, this is what you get credit for in Trail Off USA. Now, there are some things that, that you can't duplicate, so we require the boys to go through those things like our family man badge. There's nothing like that in Boy Scouts that can teach them the biblical principles of what it is to lead a family. And so there's some specifics like that that they're not going to find in Boy Scouts. They're going to find in Trail Life. And at any level, they can move over. We have a lot of Eagle Scouts who move into Trail Life USA, and it takes them about a year and a half, but they can convert that Eagle into a Freedom Award, which is the highest award in Trail Life USA. It's more difficult than an Eagle Award, and, of course, it has the faith element that, that the Eagle doesn't have. So it takes them about a year and a half to transfer, but it's, but it's a great award. If you ever run into a young man who says he's a Freedom Rangeman, and that's what we call them, everybody else in the organization are trail men, but the boys who earn that award is a Freedom Rangeman. That's an exceptional young man. So, I mean, it, I mean, the Eagle Scout Award has a level of notoriety. I mean, everybody knows that if somebody got their Eagle Scout, they have worked their butt off to get there. And you're saying the Freedom Award is even more difficult. Will it have the same kind of notoriety on somebody's resume when they're, they're applying for scholarships and, and jobs in the future? 
Well, it's certainly going to take time to be recognized like that. I think the report I saw yesterday said that we've had about a little over 200 boys who have received their Freedom Award. So it certainly isn't as well known as the Eagle. That's been around 109 years. So it's going to take some time to recognize that. But we do have universities that are recognizing the young men when they're meeting them on our campus. In fact, just last week, we had a university offering a $100,000 scholarship to Freedom Award recipients, the four-year scholarship uh, $100,000. Um, and we have others that are that, that are going to be um, stepping up also. So we know that people are beginning to recognize the the strength of the freedom uh, arrangement. And, and we know that it's only a matter of time before, before more colleges and universities rec- uh, recognize that. Right. Well, and I'm sure that if a, if a student were to put that on their list of um, accomplishments, they could do the research. They could go backwards and then really see what was in, involved in becoming a freedom rangeman, as you called them. So what, what, what do you want our listeners to hear? If they're intrigued by this, they're hearing that trail life is a great opportunity for the the boys and young men in their, and even the grown men in their life, because this is something that really is um, going to be framing America in a lot of ways. Um, what do you want to say to our listeners? Well, we're really making a difference. Um, just, just recently, I was speaking uh, with with a mother who has, uh, had had four sons, and she had a terrible situation happen in her family, and the father was ne- is now absent, and those boys had nowhere to go. But that local troop master reached out to them made sure they became a part of Trail Life USA. And that 17-year-old boy went on his first long backpacking trip. I think it was 50 miles. And he said after the first day, he thought he was going to die. For the second day, he wished he hadn't gone. And the third day, he thought, you know, maybe I can do this. And the fourth day, he saw the peaks. On the fifth day, he reached the peak. And he got home and he told his mom, Mom, that's the most difficult thing I've ever done. I didn't know that I could make it, but I did. Well, that's pure gold to a mom who's looking at a son and she's wondering how she's going to have a god, godly mentors in his life after the, after the tragedy they, they, they had dealt with. And we see that repeated over and over again. I met, met a woman in Virginia standing by a fireside after one of our meetings. and She said, I have to tell you that my husband died 10 years ago and left me with a two-year-old son. She said, I cried out to God for godly mentors because I knew that I was going to need someone to help me raise my son. And now he's 12 years old. He's a navigator in Trail, Trail F USA, and he's surrounded by godly men who are answering my prayer. Isn't that, isn't that just great stuff? And we, we hear that over and over again. We really are making a difference. Um, single moms are loving us because they have a safe environment to, to and they recognize that their boys need a masculine uh, influence. If you look at the statistics on that, when the father's absent in a home, it's horrible conditions. Um, single moms do a great job. They do the best job they can. But the, but the facts just speak loudly that when there, when there was a man present in that boy's life, he just, he just really does, does so much better. He has a, the, the opportunity to do so much better. So, so we, we love those kind of stories where those boys who didn't have fathers are able to enter the program and receive what it is that they need. We're talking today with Mark Hancock, CEO of Trail Life USA. Check him out online, traillifeusa.com, traillifeusa.com. If you've got a young boy in your life, a young man in your life, and you want to see them mentored and discipled, not only in biblical principles, but how about in life skills? This is a place to plug your kid in, your boy in, traillifeusa.com. Now, again, just for those of you just turning in, there is an organization on the opposite side of the aisle for this, for, for our young ladies in our lives, American Heritage Girls. We're going to highlight that on a future show. American Heritage Girls is for the girls' side of this. All right, so, Mark, I noticed when I was just 
combing through your website, looking for information, that you're teaching boys and young men about purity, service, stewardship, and integrity, as well as outdoor skills. Where, where are you teaching them to be prepared for the coming assault on their faith when they get out in the real world? Do you teach that as well? Oh, wow. I, 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 love, I love that question. Those are what we call our, our, that's our statement of values. And we hold that almost as highly as we do our statement of faith, because those are critical values for boys to, to, to grasp, you know, especially, especially when they're young, before they enter into this, what could be a, a contrary environment. And what, what, what we like to say, it's kind of like carrot cake. You know, if you ever had carrot cake, it's got carrot throughout the entire cake. You don't run into big hunks of carrot in there, but there's carrot in every bite. And in the same way, those values and those principles and the Christ-like, the, the Christ-honoring, the Christ-centered focus is in every bite of Trail Life USA. But, it, but it's not in an offensive way. It, it's in a way that, that the boys are going to understand that they're hearing something that's really important and really valuable and has, has some depth to it, but it's not in an offensive way. So it's in every bite, um, what it is that you're talking about, those values and, the, and, and the, the principles that we hold in our statement of faith. Yeah, Mark, I, I, I have been remiss in not asking this question. This is not a program just for the Jesus-following kids of Jesus-following parents. This is for pre-Christian kids as well, right? Pre-Christian boys. Absolutely. And our, our distinguishing part is that the adults, sign the statement of faith, and the adults sign the statement of values, and the adults agree to, to live according to that. But boys of any faith, or of no faith at all, are welcome to join, because we consider that those are the boys who really need that, that Christ-like influence, and it's hard for them to find it anywhere else. I mean, try, try somewhere other than the Church to find, to find men who, are, who, who have, have the, 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 the types of convictions that are going to make winning and focused um, honorable men. So Trail of USA offers that to its leaders, but the boys don't have such a requirement. But many of them do come to Christ uh, through the process. Sure. And so, you know, kind of to follow up with that, what kind of impact have you, you guys have been around for six years now. Just tell us a little bit more about the impact that you are seeing in individual um, attendees and members. Well, I love a story that I heard uh, about a boy in South Carolina who showed up to the meeting and he was a little bit disruptive, and the troop leaders had, had a difficult time with him, and, but they didn't understand what was going on at home. And within a week, they got a call from the mother who said, listen, I need to, I need to ask you something. And the troop master said, well, how can I help you? And she said, well, Jimmy, I'll use that name, wants to pray. And he said, okay. And she said, no, you don't understand. We don't pray in our house. But Jimmy came home, and now he wants to pray. And he started to say, you know, I'm sorry, or to explain somehow something. And she said, but we would like to. Is there a way my husband and I can start attending the troop and learn how to pray and learn how to do what it is that you're teaching Jimmy? Of course, that family started attending the troop, and it was only a matter of time before the whole family was baptized at that church. So who knows how many times stories like that are repeated over again. Those, those kind of find their way to us. But uh, over and over again, we're seeing individual boys and families being impacted by the vision and mission of Trail Life. That's fantastic. Mark Hancock, CEO of Trail Life USA. Find him online, traillifeusa.com, traillifeusa.com. Thank you, Mark, for being on I Work For Him today. Really appreciate you sharing the story of Trail Life. Thank you, Jim and Martha. It's been a great time. So please check him out online for your young boy, the young man in your life, traillifeusa.com, traillifeusa.com. And as Mark mentioned, if you've got a young lady in your life, look up. Just ask the Google to give you the information on American Heritage Girls. 
You've been listening to I Work, I Work for Him with the host, Jim and Brother Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for Him. him.